we begin again. Allow me, if you will, to take you on a journey to a town that may resemble your own. This town, though, nestled in between mountains found in the Pacific Northwest, is not real. You won't find it on any maps. No stories or picture books of its pristine landscape and charm. For the sake of this story, it's an amalgamation of all small, friendly towns that defined America before the all-consuming expansion of the information age. A Springfield. Except that it's not. It's Kolok. For reasons that you may one day discover. I am your tour guide. Your unreliable narrator. Game master, if you like. Your chauffeur on the cerebral highway. You, podcast listeners, are my passengers. This show is recorded live weekly on twitch.tv slash hyperrpg and encourages viewership participation. Members of the audience, passengers, make up the town of Kolok and its surrounding areas. So please, buckle up and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Kolak, America's heart. Life is generally easy in Kolak. The spirit of our small town is built around enjoying life, despite our technological empire. Kolak is like Paris. Art, music, and treasures of life are not just incidental. They are central to the spirit of our little town. This is a special gift for visitors and those who live in our vast green valley. Kolak's natural beauty can be thanked to the peaks that tower over us in our four corners, shielding us from the elements. Spend the day at Crater Lake, fed by the ever-flowing Riley River. America's heart. Enjoy our historic Main Street, or take a tour of our world-famous Shepherd's Winery. My favorite. Kolok prides itself in being a world leader in renewable energy and advanced medicine. All thanks to our most famous attraction, Synchroneity Tech. Many new families find their home in Kolok. Brought in to fill one of the country's most exciting genetic research facilities, many open roles. <laughs> Science is at the very soul of Kolok, unlike anywhere else in the world. Gated by nature itself. You found yourself back at the start. Billy Baker, given that it is you have so much to say, do you mind telling us what has been on your mind lately by giving us a peek behind the curtain into your innermost thoughts? Diary. Things I wish I could end. Things I wish I could undo. I don't care about the when, the where, the how, just the why. Feels like I've been at this for a lifetime, but it only started a few weeks ago. Feeling like this has all happened before, and I don't know if it's actually... I don't know if it actually has, or if it's just deja vu. I wonder if my ego secretly knows the difference between the bodies. The current one is me now, but is there still like a longing for the first? I get a little freaked out right now when I use the word me or I. 
I mean, I've apparently killed entire universes to create this version of me and all. If I don't see them or know them, they're really not that hard to kill. I guess I'm down with some pretty dark stuff. Funny how they call it an ego. Anyway, I don't really have any secrets to tell. No gossip to spill. Just Billy doing the junk I do. Friends are missing and we gotta find them, so nothing new. Thank you. Repetitive, but valid, I guess. Mickey Jones. This can't be happening. This can't be real. I told him to hide. I told him it wasn't safe. How stupid of me to think I could have kept him safe. To think I could have protected him. He's dying, and it's my fault. He's gonna die, and it'll be my fault. I'm not strong enough to save him. What was the point of doing all of this? What was the point of sending him away if I couldn't get to him in time? I thought it was going to be okay for a while. I didn't think they'd go after him so aggressively. He doesn't even remember anything. Why do they want him dead so bad? I guess because Synchronity doesn't just let people go. They don't forget any debts. But he doesn't owe them his life. I always did fear he was going to get himself killed one day. But not like this. Don't let him die like this. I'm not going to let him die like this. Thank you, Mickey Jones. Marcus Bennett, do you mind sharing? I'm lying in bed now. My leg is getting better. It's healing pretty fast, actually. Not as fast as it would heal if they say Tibby was touching it and using his ability, but it's actually growing faster than I think it should normally do. Maybe that's some other form of me, some other ability I don't know anymore. All I know is that this world's just not the same. As I've been sitting here in this bed, they were nice enough to bring a TV in. And I've been watching all these shows, just average families having to deal with weird situations like, oh, I got two dates in the same night, or oh, I better make sure my dad doesn't find out my principal is coming to give a phone call to tell me I had trouble at school. <laughs> Must be nice if that's something that can take 30 minutes of your time each week. That's the problem. Not having to deal with people with powers, whole parts of neighborhoods, half of cities being destroyed, other worlds, other beings, other realities. Sometimes sometimes I wish I could just turn it all back and there's just no way to do that now but it's just making me not even know what matters anymore what is reality what am I and what what have I become where I'm, even the memories that I have aren't all mine I'm just gonna watch another episode of Alf Thank you, Marcus Bennett. We begin again. 8 p.m. Wednesday, March 16th, or is it 19th? I guess it depends on who you ask. A squirrely man covered in sweat, 
barges into the office of Clarity and Awe. He does not know her name, though. Many do not. She exists to most as an idea, a figure, if unfortunate enough, you may have to converse with. They believe her to be a part of a chain, a chain that rises to the top, though they do not know where it ends. She frightens this man. She would frighten him more if he knew she was in fact the holder of the chain, and that she uses it like a whip. Um, uh, excuse me, uh, miss? The, uh, president's people are on the line for you? She sits with her back turned, unfazed by the request. Out of her window, the world burns. I'm not in. She responds. The squirrely, sweat-covered man pauses momentarily. He marvels at the chaos and destruction plaguing the town below. And he exits from where he came. She sighs. Her hand rubs the back of her tense neck. She motions for assistance. From the corner of the dark office, a figure steps behind her swiveled chair and begins to rub her tense neck. She lets out a deep exhale. Her mind is sharp, but her body forever a challenge to keep upright. She locks eyes with the figure through the reflection in the window. You see, we know this man, for we watched him die just a day before in Mickey Jones' apartment. You will remain some resistance, but we must retrieve the clarities from our partners overseas. Let them know. Failure to comply will result in an immediate termination of our agreements. They existed as an insurance policy. And it's time to call her in. This Director Bunny of 242 whatever the fuck they call themselves, if able to travel here, will surely see that clone's value. A bargaining chip. That arrogance. Lucky I let them leave without their head in a basket. She opens a folder in her lap. An extra thought. Then bring me Billy Baker. I hate to say it, but Wu was right. She turns and takes the man's hands and pulls them down into her waist, his face now just inches from her own. Do not let them escape again. Kill them if you must, 
We can always bring them back. Fail me this time, and I will no longer do the same for you. As he leaves, she stands at the window, gazing out to the mirror, barely visible through all the smoke. She sees in it, even from this distance, something she fears. Truth. A truth that for all her planning, for all her time walking this earth, ultimately, she is insignificant. In this world and all the others, she is but a shadow of her father and will never reach his praise. Six PM Kolok High School Laura Bennett walks through this school and imagines a life that could be. She knows nothing of this town, its inhabitants, but she knows a high school. She remembers it. Though eight years ago, in your brain it's like yesterday. But a little different. Mind you, as this high school is currently being used as a relief center for all the people injured in the blast. A makeshift hospital, if you will. She was picked up on the south side of town and brought here. Uh, excuse me, miss. Do, do you need assistance? Do you need help? Um, Are you hurt? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm just, I'm fine. Go, go help people. I'm fine. The nurse leaves. And as you continue to walk down this hall, you glance from the side, a face, a familiar face that you don't fully understand why, it looks somewhat like your own. And then you think to yourself, how old would he be now? You think to the stories she's told you, the stories that she's shared well he'd be around the age of the body you currently inhabit it must be him he's laying in a bed watching TV why does he get a TV no one else does Mark Marcus you hear a voice from the hall the door open as you look out you see a woman standing there a strange feeling overwhelms you, Marcus. This woman, you haven't seen her before, but you recognize her as family. She looks a lot like you. Almost identical, in fact. Um, can I reach? She's standing out in the hall, you in oh. the room. Do you reach for her? Yes. Marcus puts out an arm. The moment his arm is uh, like out, she like sprints in and like probably hits you a little hard. Doesn't realize how injured you are and just wraps her arms around you. Oh my god, you're old now. <laughs> can you roll two d four for me? I can. And tell me what the result is. Uh, five. 
As her arms embrace you, Marcus, you inhabit her thoughts. You start to feel her history. She is your sister, but not as you remember her. You see years of an empty room fitted out with only a TV, a couple small posters, and frequent visits from your mother. You see tests being done, blood being drawn. You see this going back for years. But then something quite confusing hits you, Marcus. What you see in the reflection, her reflection, of that of a young girl. Then you see memories of something else. A teenage girl living a different life. You see a different you, a different place, a life you never lived, moments shared between her and you that never happened. But these memories ring true. She was 17. A memory of her getting her first acceptance letter, Harvard, a volleyball scholarship. Your jealousy, the bickering between the two of you. In these memories, Marcus, there is no disappearance, no time lost, just that moment from the age of 17 to her life as a 10-year-old girl in a small room to now. I... I don't understand. You're... You're my sister, but... Yeah. She wouldn't let me see you, but... She said you were here, and here you are, and... Oh, God. You're so much older now. And yet, you're... You're my age now, basically. You're supposed to be... I saw memories of us that... That didn't exist. That couldn't have happened, because... How? What? Oh. I'm... I'm different. I have an ability. I can see people's memories when I touch them. That's why... I wanted to see what happened with you because I don't know how much you're aware of or what mom has said, but in my life, you, you were gone. You were kidnapped. At least that's what I was told. But now I've learned so much about how you, you died. And now you're this person and I I don't know what to do because I, I feel I feel so excited that the loss of my sister could could now be filled with having you here but you're not you're not her you're not I Laura can you roll your brains for me difficulty of six yeah. twelve or is that a plus nope that's it yeah it's a twelve <laughs> 
You get to roll it again. Oh, it's an exploding die. I need that. That's you get to 24. roll it again. <laughs> it's going to keep doing that. <laughs> I can't count that high. 41. 41. <laughs> I'm wow. the smart one. <laughs> Everything he just said is redundant to you because you already know it. In fact, you've been having dreams, memories of your past life somehow. You've never fully understood it, but you knew they were true. You knew something wasn't right. Your first memory in this world as a 10-year-old girl, this woman, she said she was your mother. She wore the face of your mother, but you knew it was a lie. You've always known it was a lie. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the one you lost. And you're not the one I left. But you're the only brother I've got right now, and I don't really know who to trust. And it's, it's the first time I've been out of there in years. I'll explain as much as I can, but it's just really good to see you. It's really good to see you, too. With so much chaos going on, it's it's nice to have something normal like a, a family member again. Yeah. The closest I've gotten is watching all these sitcoms on television. That's not real. This is, though, I think. It'll definitely take some getting used to, but it's going to be nice to have a sister. Unfortunately, there's a lot of other things that I've had to deal with as a result of all of this. And I don't know. I don't know how much more of it I can take. Yeah. I need some answers. I need to find out what's going on. And I think, I think Mom might know more than what she's told uh, both of us. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Leela knows something. Uh, God, some the rubble when the explosion, she was hurt, dead. Something, someone fixed her. I don't know. Are there others like you? Some of them are pretty interesting, <laughs> but. Yeah, and I think I know the one that might have helped. He's always got my back. Uh, I guess we're gonna probably need to get out of here at some point. How's my how's my leg? Is it walkable now? Or? Let's roll your grit. Okay. Difficulty of six. Uh, grit. All right. That's a three. Marcus, you have two tokens available. If you would like this to be healed up, I could say that your sister could help you get out of bed and use one of her tokens as well. Tokens. How many tokens? How many tokens do you I have? You have three. You could use one to help him out. It's like not my brother, but <laughs> sure, I'll give you one. So tell me how Instead you help goes him. All out the window. Uh, I'm guessing you're trying to get up out of the bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I like throw his like I figure out which side is hurt and like throw his other arm and kind of like help him adjust his weight like walk on yeah. your heels. As you start to put your weight down, you realize that you've healed rather fast. Your leg it's 
It's working quite well. Wow. But before you leave the room, something startles you. The sound of a breaking newscast comes on over the TV. You see a familiar face. A face you'd hope to never see again. Actually, this face might be new to you, Marcus Bennett. The face of Miss Wu. She's a representative of Synchroneity. She begins to talk about the incident. The timeline of events. Everything that happened. Leading up to this point. For a moment it sounds like Synchronity might take some responsibility in the matter. But she doesn't. At the end of this broadcast, or at least towards the end, you hear your name. And the name of all your friends that were also on the bus that day. She says that with the help of the U.S. government, they will find you. And they will bring you in. But just before it ends, an individual that goes by the name of Director Bunny appears on screen and demands someone be held responsible for what's been happening to everyone else's worlds. We go now to Portland, 8 p.m. Mickey Jones just got out of the back of a cab. They just got done helping you get back into your chair. You know he's in there. You can still faintly get a read on him. Now what upsets you is now that you're here, you see what it is. It's a bar under the overpass. One single neon light flashing open. Dingy. He's there. As you wheel your way up to the door, it's not very accessibly accessible for someone like you. You manage to muscle your way in through the front, and nearly immediately someone Whoa, 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 whoa. You have an ID? Uh I'm I'm just I'm looking for my dad. Is there is there a guy in there? Yeah, you, you, you're t- Nobody under 21 allowed inside. Could you go in there and, and ask if he's there? You Please. hear from behind the individual at the bar. Hey! What's your name? Uh, M- Mickey Jones. Jones? You see the bartender holding up an ID. Is your dad Mike Jones? Yeah, yeah. Hey, let her in. Let her in. He throws the ID down on the ground in front of you. Get that son of a bitch out of my bar. Oh, what did he do? How long has he been here? As you trace his arm over at the corner of the room, you see a table knocked over. Your dad on a bench, bleeding from his eye. He's conscious, but barely. A couple broken bottles on the ground. I want to wheel over to him as fast as I can. He's alive. But you can smell him before you get there. 
You know what he's been doing. Dad. I know you're awake. Mickey. What did you do? Mickey, uh... Uh... What? Uh, I thought you were in trouble. Were you just here getting loaded? got here what happened why are you bleeding that son of a bitch started a fight cut himself when he fell down a fight with who the bouncer right he's had too many yeah i can see that he kept promising somebody was coming for him are you the somebody i i guess i am there's nobody else coming for him. Yeah, well, we ran his tab. Get him out of here. All right, I'll just... I'll need a minute. Clearly, I'm not... I'm going to need a minute. Frank, help her out. The bouncer comes from the door over to the corner booth and starts to lift him up. As he goes to put his hands on your dad, your dad instinctively starts to swing. Fuck back! Dad, we need to get you out of here. We're going to take you home. I, I gotta get to work. You don't have a job, Dad. You were fired. What? Do you remember anything? Uh, um, I, uh, I've been drinking. Yeah, a lot. Dad, you, you know that right. I can't use my legs anymore. Right. What? Right. How much did you drink? You're supposed to be here with mom. She was worried about you. She wouldn't I was shut worried. up. She just wouldn't shut up. Is this the first time that you drank since you and mom left? dying. What? You're just drunk. Called my daughter? Nobody called me, Dad. I found you. I'm gonna bring you back to the hotel. We're gonna find somewhere safe for you and Mom. Leave her. Leave her? She left us. Leave her. She didn't leave us. She did. She left. That you left. And I decided to go with you. God knows why. So much you don't know. Maybe if you talked to me sometimes. Maybe if you weren't drunk all the time. Maybe if you were home instead of at a bar. You don't even have a job anymore. 
I lost my job. Yeah, but trust me, it wasn't a very good job anyway. No, it was... They were gonna pay for your college. Well... I lost my job. I can figure that out. We can get you another job, a better one. You don't want to go back there anymore. I'm gonna pick him up. I gotta get him out of here. We just, we need to get a cab. Call him, call him a cab, I guess. Here's his ID and card, just give him. Yeah, thanks. Alright, you gonna let me pick him up? We okay? Yeah, Dad, he's just gonna help us get to a car. I, I don't need it. I'll just walk home. You can't stand. You're bleeding because you tried to fight the bouncer. Just let him help us. Thank you. Frank reaches in, picks up your dad, starts to walk him out through the front. He sets him down on the ground where your dad instinctively... His head falls between his legs. He can barely keep himself upright. I'm sorry. Dad, what led to this? You were doing fine. You weren't... She wouldn't shut up. About what? You. you. were together. Me? You. What about me? She thinks you're a freak. What? She says you're... You're too much like me. I, I thought you guys were were getting along again. Oh, yeah, we get along. We get along as long as I keep my mouth shut. Well, maybe, maybe it's about time we send you both home. Your separate homes. Yeah. We don't deserve you, Mickey. What do you mean? I'm a freak. I'm you're, like you. You're better than us. I'm not so sure that I am. What happened to your legs? Um, it's a long story. I... We've already talked about it. You just don't remember. What'd I do to all those girls? The shoes. You remember? All the shoes. You didn't do anything to them. You were picking up the shoes as evidence. You were following them. What else do you remember? Yeah, you, they were trying to help get to the bottom of what Synchronity was doing. What else do you remember? A light. A hole in the world. 
like a, like a scar. Was that, was that when Rachel disappeared? Uh, Asian girl? Yeah. Yeah. She. I sucked up and threw a hole in the world. Yeah. That was Rachel. That was my friend. Synchronity did that. You were trying to help get to the bottom of what they were doing, to expose them. You were doing something good. I did it for money. I wanted to put you through school, get out of here. Go. Leave. It doesn't matter why you did it, you were helping. They're gonna try to hurt you. They hurt everybody. Right now they're trying to hurt you. That's why I sent you out here. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought you were dead. I know. And I thought you were dead when I came out here to find you. Yeah. I called. I uh, called the apartment, the, 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 the desk, said all gone, the whole floor burnt down. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. There's an accident in the apartment, but I'm, I'm okay. I have somewhere else that you and mom can go that'll be more safe. Somewhere where people can protect you. We're going to go back to Kolak, but we're going to send you with the FBI. They're going to protect you. I'll make sure of it. I'll get their word. Okay. We'll figure out the situation with the home later. It didn't matter. There's nothing there. I would have raised her, too, if she wanted me to. Who? Emily? Your sister. Even though she ain't mine, I would have raised her just the same. Well, I think she's doing better than either of us right now, so... I think she's just fine where she is. The cab pulls up. Where are you going, Mickey Jones? Back to the Portland Suites Hotel. So it is. Billy Baker. You too find yourself in the Colock High School. You walk through the hall A buzz of energy flowing around you. Everyone's so excited to see... Billy Baker. Exchanging high fives. How's it going, Billy? Good to see you, man. 
right, you're the best, Billy. The looks of all the young girls snickering as they stare, giggling. But different than before, right, Billy? They blush now. Their words, you're sure, followed by wishes, hoping they could get a chance to talk to you. But instead, you know that that's not real. A fabrication. You see Tibby at the end of the hall. Hey, Billy. Hey, Tibby. What are we going to do today? I guess we're going to go to school. We're running out of time, Billy. Yeah, I mean, the bell's about to ring. Yeah, the bell. The bell rings out. You're in the classroom, Billy. Tibby sits next to you, drawing on a sheet of paper, scribbling in red, a mushroom cloud, an explosion over the city of Kolok. We're all gonna die, Billy. You making a comic? Or... No, it's just our future, Billy. You know that. What are you talking about? Come on, Billy. We saw it. As Tibby's face begins to melt. Tibby. His skin flowing like water, revealing the bone underneath, only for it to heal right back. We're all gonna die, Billy. We're running out of time. That's just life, Tibby. Do you think I can live forever? Maybe. What about Sky? Do you think she'll live forever? As he points to the back of the room, you see the many body parts of Sky strewn out from desk to desk, her blood covering the walls. You think we can fix her this time too, Billy? What's going on, Tibby? What about her? As you see the young woman holding Marcus's mother, lifeless, just a skeleton in her arms. You want to not, but you do it anyway. As you stand and grab Tibby and carry him to that body, place his hands on the skeleton. As he looks up at you, his eyes solid black. Anything for you, Billy. You're my best friend, Billy. Whatever you want. As the body grows from underneath his touch and stands, she kneels. Where's your mother, Billy? Oh, you're not Billy. 
Who are you? She places her arm around the young girl and walks out of the room. You're alone in the locker room, Billy Baker. A thin towel covering your body. You don't want to go in the showers. You want to just change right here. You know they'll tease you later, but you don't care if you smell. But the room's empty. For a moment, you're sure they'll come down in just a second, start to tease you, stuff you in a locker. But they don't. You hear the sound of a squeaky wheel come from around the corner of the showers. As Mickey Jones' pale, lifeless body in a wheelchair, her head cocked to one side, her voice emits from her body though her mouth does not move. Can you make me look normal, Billy? Wait, you're not Billy. Who are you? As she takes her chair and wheels backwards to where she came. Tibby exits one of the lockers. Hey, Billy, put your clothes on. We got places to be. We're running out of time. Yeah, for sure. Where do you want to go, Billy? Do you want to go to the lake? Let's go to the lake, Billy. That's a great idea. Remember all the crazy stuff that was going to happen? Did we fix it? Did we? I can't remember, Billy. I just know we're running out of time. As your foot lands in soft soil, still wrapped in the towel, you see the flowing water underneath your feet. It flows backwards, making its way up the hill. The mushroom cloud stopped in midair, like a scene from a painting, those fancy ones you might see in the library. The water flows, but time around you does not. You hear... What's that, Billy? As Tibby points into the lake, from under the water you see a light, glowing orange, pulsing, rhythmically like a heartbeat. Let's check it out. You think we can breathe underwater, Billy? We can do anything we want. I think you're right. Tibby starts to walk into the water, slowly and effortlessly, as the water flows backwards around him, his head goes underneath. You hear from underneath. Come on, Billy. Come on, Billy. Come on, Billy. Come on, Billy. 
follow me, follow me, follow me. Do you follow Billy Baker? As your head crosses underneath the water, you're in the hallway. Billy, I can't believe you don't remember me. After everything we shared, I was in your head. Who are you? You know me, it's your old friend Scott, Billy. I don't know any Scots. You do, Billy. You know a lot of things that you just can't seem to remember. Why can't you remember, Billy? Wait. I'm sorry, my time is up. You awake to a knock on the door. Uh, who is it? It's me, Mike. Open the door. Mike Hunt? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, for sure. I'll go open the door. As you rise from the bed, you see to the right of you Tibby and Agent Bucket, both sleeping. Lexi Knopf on the floor. As you open the door, Mike Hunt stands with some sodas and some ice. You didn't tell Bucket I left, right? No, of course not. All right, great. Are you okay? Yeah, why? I'm a little pale. Oh, yeah. There's not much sun up here in Portland. You've been here for a couple hours. Well, you know, vitamin D does... I had a bad dream. Yeah, me too. A lot. Coke? Yes, it is. I'll have it. Yeah. What kind of what can I dream? What 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 did you see? What? What have your bad dreams been like? I mean, sometimes it's like good to talk about them, right? Oh. I mean, I guess. Just had some I don't know if I've slept. You should probably sleep. Yeah. Maybe don't drink a Coke right now. Now I think I'm going to stay awake. I don't want to look like you. Oh. You suck. Hey, you know, I don't, I don't remember stabbing Tibby. I don't remember you stabbing Tibby either. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't tell everyone. I I think I was more afraid than I did. And that I had a reason to. Do you think you're the type of person that would stab someone without a reason? I'd like to think that. No. Of course not. Well, then you must have had a reason. I mean... Did I know he could heal? I'm sure I did, right? I don't know, Mike. 
and we don't know that you stabbed him, and we never have to know. Who stabs someone and then puts the knife in their pocket? Right. Oh, I mean, it's a... Right, it's a pocket knife. It's a pocket knife, knife, so... If you were trying to conceal something... You'd put it in a place that's concealed, like your pocket. You suck, Mike. Okay, well... Yeah. I mean, I like you. You're a good friend, but sometimes you just kind of suck. Wait, we're friends? Are you serious? I don't know. I wrote I don't a big know. message in the sky for you saying it's okay that you get boners in front of me. Well, I didn't get a boner in front of you. I thought we cleared that I up. I know, it but I feel like you should understand that I'm okay with you getting boner. Okay, I don't mean it like that, but like, we're friends, okay? We've been through shit together. That's what it takes, right? I guess I've just never really had friends before. I spent a lot of time by myself. I didn't really have friends either until every, everything started going weird, and now You're, I have friends. You were like the most popular kid in school. I wasn't. Are you going to pull one of those things like they do in the movies where you say, you don't really know what it's like to be popular, and in reality, you don't actually have friends, and everyone's just using... You know, no. that, that's bullshit. Being like, popular you should just is try awesome. being alone. It's way worse. I know. Being popular is amazing. It's super easy. Okay, then... I wasn't popular. I wrote a message in the sky for you. Do you know how I did that? The reality thing. Yeah. I killed the whole universe for you guys to meet me for chocolate milk. And I don't even feel that bad about it because what kind of universe where somebody's writing, meet me in the sky, I don't care what's going on in your pants, meet me for chocolate milk, that universe doesn't need to exist. You needed that to exist. Though. I needed it to exist. So it exists in your universe. Exactly. But you're saying whatever universe that did that deserves to die because... Because who would write that in the sky? Whatever's going on there. You would. Exactly. For us. Maybe they had a valid reason. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you, all, you made all that up. Yeah. I was in a, a coma for like 10 years. I remember that. I do. It's not a very cool thing, right? But why is it okay for me? It wasn't. I made it okay. I expected you to be a lot dumber for someone who was in a coma for 10 years. Yeah, so about that, I guess I kind of wasn't in a coma for 10 years. Just this body was... Don't think too much into it. I'm not going to. I'm trying to forget everything that we've talked about for the last 10 minutes. I can make that happen. Don't use your powers on me. Okay. Okay? Yeah. You know, maybe you're the reason we can't remember what happened in that cave. You ever think about that? Yeah. It's very possible. And maybe it's because I think you're a good friend, and you stabbed my friend, and I didn't want my friend to kill you. You think he would do that? I don't know. Tibby's pretty messed up. No, I'm just kidding. He would never do that. Nah. I'm worried about Lexi, though. Yeah. She almost killed somebody yesterday. He kind of deserved it, but... I think she wanted to do it. Do you... Do you like Lexi? As, like, a friend? I, 
I mean, you said when people go through stuff together, they become friends, right? That's the only friendship I know. Well. Yeah, I guess we went through a lot. And even though it was only probably 12 more hours than what you went through with me, it was... And I can't remember half of it. It seems like she needs you. Like if you're not there, she might explode. It's a lot of responsibility. Do you want that responsibility? But I'm glad we're talking about it because it makes me realize I'm kind of like her Tibby. Okay, what's that supposed to mean? Without Tibby, you would probably have destroyed this entire universe by now. Maybe. You needed someone to guide you in the right direction. Right. Make sure you didn't do anything you'd regret. I think I can be that for Lexi. I can't get hurt. She can't hurt me, so she shouldn't be scared around me. But I think that's what she's scared of. She's hurting somebody. I think you guys should leave. Together. I think you're right. You can't stay here. I know. Your family won't understand. I don't care. Everything changed. That day. Everything. It's Monday. Two days. Everything's changed. We go back to the high school where the broadcast has just ended. 6 p.m. Laura and Marcus stand. What do you do? Oh man, they're throwing to all of us. They're looking for all of us. Uh, why, why are they looking for you? Because of the things that we can do. Fair enough. They, they, they keep saying that they're looking to bring us all together to keep everyone safe, but I know that's not the real answer. They want to use us. They want to control our powers. Probably use it for personal gain. It's the only possible thing at once. Secret Edie is totally behind all of it. I will never go back there, and I'm not going to let anyone touch you either. We gotta get out of here before anyone notices, or maybe they already know that I'm here and could be looking for me. Is there any way we can speak out? As you hear the sound of the classroom door closing, a nurse stands on the other side of that door. She turns with her back up against it. Marcus. Marcus. Bennett. I'm going to help you. You are... We've already met. Who are you? I'm sorry, we haven't... Nope, we have not met. Who are you? I told your friends I would help you, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to help. I didn't tell... I, I owe it to them. 
Okay. You're just gonna promise not to freak out. Not much can make me freak out at this point. The nurse falls into a puddle. Okay, that that. Cannot. I didn't <laughs> promise that I wasn't gonna freak out, so I'm gone. The puddle starts to bubble. Nope, nope. As nope. it then starts to regrow and reform into the man you saw in that room hours ago. He stands in all black. He has long black hair, a stubbled beard. You said you wouldn't freak out. Look, he's, No he's, freaking out. It's fine. Look, I know this guy. I didn't know that was going to happen. But all I know about this guy is that he did help save my life. I almost got killed. I'm... My name is Clarence. And you are? Laura. She's my sister. I saw the news... I was waiting out there. I've, I've been actually checking up on you for the last couple hours. I'm sorry. I was waiting for the right time to tell you. It's not weird. What? The thing you just did? N- any of it. Mm. Just... I'm, I'm going to help you get out of here. Okay. Okay, you can't be here. There's too many people. If somebody sees you, finds you... There's military on site. How are we going to get out of here? Well, I can be anyone we need to be. You two not so much, so I could take you into custody. <laughs> you sure you trust him? Because I'm not going back. Oddly enough, I do. Okay? The man... The one that was trying to kill you in that house. I, uh... I I didn't mean to do that to him. I, I, I panicked. It's okay. It's... I know it's gonna sound weird to say this, but... I already knew... It was a him or me situation. You just took care of it, I guess. It's not what any of us wanted, but... Who's the man that shot me? I'm sorry? I took two bullets to the chest. Who was the man that shot me? I'm trying to remember, uh... Marcus Bennett remembers through all the chaos. Agent yeah. Bucket put two bullets into him. Thank you. Uh, look... He's a friend. I have friends. Sometimes my friends don't know my other friends, and they think that I'm in trouble, and therefore... He was a figure of authority. But he's on our side. Is he a high-ranking authority? I've seen his face. Agent Bucket? Yes. If he was to take you out of this place, would anyone think anything of it? I mean, we've been seen with him before. It would make sense. Are you going to take his form? Is that the best option? Do you have a better idea? Do I remember Bucket from when Tibby and Billy res? You remember the man. You were yeah through tears. You didn't talk to him that much. Okay. You wouldn't know his name. I okay, cool. I think it's worth a shot. 
Okay. He falls into a puddle. Really and reforms once again. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. <gasps> nope. Let's I've... get you out of here. I know. I know. There's a lot to explain, but... Yeah, you and... Ma... Le Dr. Bennett have a lot of explaining to do. But let's go. Can we grab... Are there... Uh, can I grab blankets off the bed to, like, try to cover us up or hide our faces? So the idea is that I'm taking you out of here as if you are in custody. Yeah, yeah but I still yeah. want to, like, make sure, like, no one sees our face. That's a good idea. I mm -hmm. could explain that as to avoid a riot. Yeah, you could just say it's okay. two other random people that were on the list. I feel like we might be specific ones are looking for, you know? Okay. And my sister has to come with us. Okay. Let's get you out of here. So then we grab the blankets. I grab... Wrap them around me. The man in black takes you by the arm, opens the door, looking both directions before he goes. Okay. Let's move. As we begin walking down the hallway, I need both of you to roll your flight. Difficulty of eight. Ooh. Uh, okay. Six. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Ten plus one is an eleven. <laughs> Three. You have five tokens available. And how is it? Oh, okay. A total of eight. That's that's perfect. Once again, <laughs> I exactly rolled for that. Amazing. I don't know how that keeps happening. <laughs> You're able to walk through the front of this high school, turned into a hospital, without causing too much alarm. Certain individuals, as you pass, you hear them stop their conversations. Silences as you move through the hall. The man in black, and now his official FBI uniform, has his badge out. Or what you know not to be a badge. Just in case. As you move through this high school to the outside. As you make your way out through the front doors. Okay. Where are we going? What are we doing? We, we should probably find where mom is. Yeah. I have no idea. She sent me away earlier, but we should find her. Let's, uh, let's reconvene back in my home, in my place. Marcus Bennett, roll your brains for me. Difficulty of six. Okay. Oh, right. Ooh, explosion. Yay! <laughs> oh, and then a 19 after that. <laughs> 39. Jesus. <laughs> Your mom was on the ambulance that was headed back to the FBI facility. Okay. She's there. And I know this. <laughs> you, you know him. You know exactly where she is. She's at the FBI facility. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, we gotta head to the FBI facility. My mom's there, and if we can at least get our family together, maybe we can get some place from there. Look, Marcus, I trust you. I, be careful with mom. She's been hiding a lot from you. 
this whole town has. But I agree. And I'm just hoping we can figure something out here because this is bigger than the Kolok. This could potentially hurt the world if we don't do something about it. I mean, it's already hurting other worlds, other universes. You hear the sound of glass breaking as you see the man for a moment takes you off guard as it looks like Bucket breaking the front window of a car in the front of the high school. He reaches in, opens it, and immediately starts getting underneath the dash. Come on, let's go. I like him. All right, just two people <laughs> I trust. Yeah. Yes. Good. You know, it's funny. Uh, we're saying this as we're getting in the car. Um, literally a few weeks ago, I could have walked down those halls, no blanket, head hill high, and been the most popular kids in school. And <laughs> sorry, popular. Yeah, I was. This is definitely a different universe. Okay. Yeah, it really is. Well, it's not anymore. I mean, mm. things have changed, and you won't believe who the popular kid is now. The car starts. Oh. Shotgun. Yeah. Sorry, move, move. You're oh. the little one in the back. Okay. <laughs> I'll sit in the back. All right. Hold on. We have to move quickly. The car peels out, and since it's an NPC, doesn't have to roll for it. As it drives off quickly, (laughs) making its way towards the FBI facility. Hours later, around 9.30 p.m., the Portland Suites. Mickey Jones is let out of a cab. Her father, not sober, but not drunk enough, he's able to walk a little as you make your way towards your room. I don't want to go. Go where? In the room or? I don't have anywhere else to go, Dad. Just one more night with mom, right? We'll leave in the morning. He goes up to the door. The door you know to be the room that your mom and your father had. He begins to bang on the door. Do you not have a key? No. As he continues to bang, Billy Baker. You and Mike, sitting awake in the other room, hear this banging coming from the other side, where you know to be Mickey's room. It wakes Agent Bucket, Tibby, and Lexi. Oh, shit. Uh, what is it? Mike, maybe you should go check it out. Mike peeks through the blinds. I think that's Mickey. And some old dude. Old some guy. Dude. I don't know. What's some he guy. Like? He He's drunk. Oh, that's her dad. Bucket very quickly. <clears throat> we need to get them inside as mm-hmm. quickly as possible. I, uh, I want to run outside. 
to As you run outside, your father quickly reacts. It's that kid. Just as the door opens, it's your mom. Mickey? Mom, I found dad. He pushes the door and walks into the room. I told her you think she's a freak. I, I, uh, no, we, we got in a fight. It's, it's fine. He just, he needs to sleep. He needs to sleep, and I think that you need to go back to New York in the morning. Mickey, that's... That's where your home is. That's where Emily is. She's fine. She's with her father. Her real father. Yeah, I think she needs her real mom, too. Mickey, I can't trust you here with him. He's a mess. You know that. So what, you're just going to stay and tolerate him and fight with him and call me a freak? Go home, Mom. We're fine. Agent Bucket steps out into the hall. Hey, uh... Mickey, are you okay? Yeah, you know what? They're going to bed. I'm going to hop in your room. I'll sleep on the floor if I have to. Fair enough. Agent Bucket puts his hands on the back of your wheelchair, begins to pull you back as if to turn you and take you into the other room. And that's when you hear a yell come from your room. What do you do with my fucking daughter? Dad, calm down. They're taking you. I knew they were going to take you. Mickey, run! They're not taking me anywhere. Mickey, run! Dad, go to bed. As you see him stumble over the bed, he quickly goes to the center kind of console between the two queen beds in the room. He fumbles to open the drawer as Agent Bucket lifts his hands off the wheelchair. Mr. Jones, we've not had the pleasure of, in that moment, you hear a gunshot. And then a second. Tibby! As you see the white of Agent Bucket's shirt go red, spreading slowly throughout. Uh, I believe I've been shot. As your father stands in the middle of the room, his hand shaking. Mickey, run! Run! Dad, what have you done? Where did you get a gun? Mike, get the gun from from Mike and, and Tibby. Bucket! Mike starts to run towards your father. He panics, pushing Mike out of the way. He doesn't want to hurt a child. The gunshots ring throughout this complex. You see many people exiting their rooms, coming out to see a man bleeding, falling to the ground. Tibby runs out of the other room with Lexi, whose hands are already beginning to spark and glow. She sees Agent Bucket bleeding on the ground. Mike, Mike, the sound Lexi of the gunshots send her hands into a shake. No, 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 no. Your father lets out two more shots into the air. Leave my daughter alone! Go! Dad, put the gun away! Tibby, get to Mike quickly Bucket. tries to jump up. Tibby starts to run towards Bucket. Just as Lexi turns the corner, 
and you see a flame of light envelop the room as your father is merely nothing more than dust and a black mark where his body once stood. Her hands now reached out, shaking. And we're going to go to a very quick intermission, and we will be right back. A black spot on the carpet is all that remains. A burnt handgun in the middle of that pile of dust. A flame starts to rise on the opposing wall as it starts to envelop the back end of the room. Your mother falls to the ground, her hand in her heads. She begins to scream. Tibby, running towards Bucket. Billy, 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 uh, I don't, uh, Billy, he's... He's Stay dead. Calm. Stay calm. He's dead, Billy. He's dead. He's not. He's not breathing. He's dead. He, he, he's, he's dead. What do you want to do? Do you want to save Bucket? If you don't, it's okay. It's not your fault. But whatever you want to do, we need to do it fast. People are standing out in the aisle, out in front of their rooms in this motel, all looking down. The gunshots have notified everyone in the vicinity. Do I have at least five tokens? Billy Baker has five tokens available. Mm. But before we get to you, Mickey Jones. Tibia. You can see over your shoulder, Bucket's dead body. You see the arm of Lexi reached out to the left of you. The flame on the opposite wall. The pile of dust between the two beds. Your mother crying on the floor. Mike pushed to the ground in the room. All of it happening as if in some sort of slow motion. Tibby, I, I need you to try and bring him back. What? Who? What? What are you, what are you talking? He's dead! You, you, ha- you have to bring him back. What? Who? Bucket's dead, Mickey! My dad, Tibby, you have to bring him back. Uh, uh, okay. Tibby, having not surveyed the area, immediately runs into the room. Okay, where is he? Where is he? He's... He's, he's there. Where's your dad? Did, did he get shot too? Mr. Jones! Mr. Jones, where are you? There's... There's none of him left. W- what? Uh, what? Uh, you have to, you have to do Mickey, something. where's your dad? He's gone. You, you, you have to, you have to do something. Tibby he sees he the gun on the ground. Uh, he traces from the gun back over to Lexi, whose hand still shakes, a flame still lifting up from without it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As she turns and begins to run. Mike crawls as quickly as he can up from the ground. No, Lexi, no, wait. 
as he begins to run after her. I, I, uh, Mickey, I don't know. I, I, there's, no, there's not even a body. I don't think I can. Th- there's nothing to, to make. I don't. You, you, you have to. You have to. You have to try. Uh, <laughs> Billy, I don't. He, he, he can't. He can't beat. It. Mickey, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it works like that. Where did she go? Where did Lexi go? Billy can turn to his left and still see her in his eye line as she's running down the aisle towards the front of this motel out by the office. She's gone. Give me a reason not to stop her. Give me a reason not to kill her right now and stop her from leaving. No, 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 no. Tibby runs up and kind of places his elbows on your knees. Don't, 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 don't do it. She killed my dad. She didn't mean to. He shot, he shot Bucket. He, she shot somebody. She didn't mean to do it. He, he didn't mean to. But 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 she, but she she she's like us. She doesn't. She can't help it. She can't help it. Billy. Tibby, go, go help Bucket. But, but he's he's dead. Just, just go outside. I'll talk to Mickey. People are starting to gather around Bucket's body. Someone call an ambulance! Call the police! 911! Something! Tibby kneels down on the ground next to Bucket. You make your way inside, pushing Mickey a little bit farther in. Why should we just let her go? I don't know. He's gone. He's... Yeah. He's gone. But I don't think... I don't think doing anything about it is going to make it easier for you. So what am I supposed to do? Nothing? I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is for the best. He, he was going to have to keep running. He was never going to be able to stop running. He doesn't have to run anymore. Yeah. Maybe there's another universe where he's alive and at peace. Maybe... He's happy. Is he sure his hell wasn't happy here? I'm sure there's a lot of those. There's one, think? at least, where he's 
comfortable and safe and happy. I hope there's more where he's happy than he's suffering. I think that there's at least one universe where when you die, you go there and you're happy no matter what. You think so? Let's hope you didn't destroy that one. Yeah. We you hear the going. sound of sirens in the distance. And then you hear the sound of a gun cocking. You see your mother standing in front of the fire. Get out! I don't know what you are. I don't know who you are. But you're not my daughter. And you are not just some kid. Get out! I want to use my tokens to make it appear to be an empty room, empty hallway for us, as in we aren't visible there. Define us. Myself, Tibby, Mickey. Are, well, are Lexi and Mike out of view at this They're point? running. They're in view of others. Them as well. Okay. That's it? Mm-hmm. That will take five tokens. As Billy focuses his energy, and merely within a blink, he opens them again to see the expression on her face. I want to bend, bend down to, like, Mickey's level, and as quietly as possible, she can't see she falls to her knees and just begins to cry. I guess I lost both my parents today. We can... We can figure it out later. Let's go. I'm going to wheel her out and then I'm going to go find Tibby. Tibby's standing directly in front of the doorway over Bucket's body. Tibby, they can't see us right now. What? What? We should get going. Fuck it. Tibby, we have... You have ten seconds, okay? Do you want to save Bucket? It will kill someone else. It will kill another Bucket in another universe. Do you want to do that? You have to make the decision now. And I don't judge you either way. Either way, one Bucket is dead. What do you want me to do, Mickey? Do whatever you want, Tibby. We're not going to make you do anything. But either way, one will be dead. You can decide for it to not be this one, if you want to. I can't, I can't do it. I I can't do it. it. It hurts. It's like a part of me dies every time. Let's go. Whatever you do, it's the right thing. We trust you more than we trust ourselves. Tibby begins to back away from the crowd as others start to hover in. I'm sorry. Don't. 
You didn't kill anyone. But if I did, I would. If I helped him, I would. Exactly. I'm sorry, Mickey. It's not your fault. I want to start wheeling Mickey and I want to grab Tibby. Start walking out. Um. Where are we going? We need to get back to Kolok, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Tibby, can what you- What about Lexi and Mike? Let them go. If they want to go back, they can find their own way. But everyone's- Let them go! Can you- can you and Mickey meet me out front? Or, I don't know, out by the side? Can you wait for me? Yeah. Okay, I want to, like, try to run ahead and see if I can catch up to Lexi and Mike. Roll your flight. Difficulty of 12. Uh. I believe in you. Seven. Billy Baker has three tokens available. The only person that could help you in this instance is Mickey. But she didn't seem too thrilled to do so. I run, but my little boy legs. Do you get a plus one, actually? Oh, I do. Eight. On your flight? That's an eight plus... Actually, I have four tokens available. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it? You run, and you can see them in the distance. Running. Are they carrying, like, a backpack or anything? No, but Mike has caught up to Lexi. They're holding hands as they run, looking over their shoulder back at everything that happened. Running as fast as they can. If I wanted to put passports in their pocket, how many tokens would that take? You can change the perception of reality. We're going to do two rolls here, or at least a roll before tokens. We need to roll to see if they have anything in their pockets that could be a passport. So let's roll brains for that. Difficulty of six. One. So given you would have no way of knowing... All I can tell you is that you're going to go ahead and use your tokens, three of them. And hope for the best. And hope for the best. All right. As you place two passports in their pockets. And all you can do is hope. And then I will run around to the side of the hotel. Tibby and Mickey wait for you there. What are, where are we going? What are we doing? I don't... How are we supposed to do anything without Bucket? I don't know. There's probably not buses going into Kolok right now, are there? 
how did he get here? Helicopter. Do, do you think it's still here? And like we're gonna drive it? We had to have a pilot, right? Oh. Maybe they're still here and you could lie to them. Would we have to lie? I mean, surely he talked to the pilot about why he was coming. Are you going to tell them that he's dead? Maybe, I mean, he'll probably find out before we even get there. People should know by now, right? Where was the helicopter? It'd have to be like in a close by carport or, or a roof or something, but the hotel roof's not big enough. Probably a car part, carport or something around here. Let's let's look. Okay. Okay. Do we see any nearby any structures? Both of you roll your brains. Difficulty of six. Mm, I'm so stupid too. Three plus one. You had three plus one, so four. You have five tokens available. How, what was the difficulty? Six. You have okay. four. I will use... Two. Two. You see, parked a little bit further away, Mickey, just a little bit down the hill, a helicopter, and you can see from here a man sitting next to it. Appears he was waiting for Bucket to return. I I can see it. It's just over there. It looks like he's waiting for Bucket. How are we going to explain to him he's not coming? How are we going to get him to get us out of here? I can tell him. I'll tell him everything. Hey, let's go. As Tibby, Billy, and Mickey make their way down to the helicopter, we go now. 8 p.m. to the FBI facility. Um, 20 miles outside of Cola. Uh, do I, since I had a connection, mental connection to Bucket, do I feel his... Maybe if it was 9.30 p.m., but it's 8 p.m. where you are. That's right. It hasn't happened yet. Okay. Time zones. <laughs> All the same time zones. <laughs> We're moving around. Time frames. Time frames. Time frames. Time zones. Okay. Got it. All right. Okay. We're here. So. We're looking for your mother, correct? Yes. All right. I assume as an FBI agent, I should have no problems. Um, maybe you should change to someone that would be part of Synchronity just to be safe. Synchronity here at the FBI headquarters? I'm sorry. Take that back. <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, Understood. Yeah, you should be fine. You hear a knock on the side of the car. A very short young boy... Larson stands the opposing side. 
Hey, Marcus. Hey, Larson. Who's your friend? Oh. This is my sister. Hey. Hey. I'm probably smarter than you. Go fuck yourself. I like her. <laughs> I do too. She's cool with me. Fuck it. Well. My mom wants to see you. Now. Um, actually, we need to see someone first. So can you, can you hold off on that? Whoever you want to see, I can take you. My mom wants to see Bucket. Now. I, I don't know if she wants to see Bucket like this. He crawls in through the broken window, crawls over the man in black, and then starts to crawl into the back where you are. What in the hell? Hey, Marcus. Yeah. What? I'm smarter than you. I might not be smarter than your sister. I like him. But when I say my mom wants to see Bucket, that means... Bucket goes to see my mom. I think you know everything, huh? Alright, fine. But I need to see my mom. Okay. That's cool. She's here. Your dad, too. Oh. You want to know how I know I'm smarter than you? I would have just opened the fucking door. But that was pretty cool. Are you sure you two are related? I mean, technically. <laughs> You're kind of a chump. I like this guy. You know I could probably toss you, right? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, let's go. Okay. <laughs> Bucket. Open the door so I can get out of here. Are you sure this is uh, okay? I it's just... the only option we have. I didn't... Don't want to cause any alarm. Okay, um. I'll deal with this situation, and uh, you uh, we'll, we'll uh, meet back here, and we'll get your mom out of here. Do we have a way to contact you? Well, with the actual bucket, I have a mental connection. I don't know if I have anything with you. Okay. Whereas, like, wherever he is, I can, like, speak to him in my mind, but you've always been able to find me, I guess. I... <sighs> Well, I am. I'm a tracker. I, uh, I've lived. I've, I've lived out in the wild for a long time. Well, away so, from people. Sounds like you'll be able to find us. But be careful. I. I don't know what he was talking about back there, but I get the suspicion that either they're going to tell you information as Bucket, thinking you're Bucket when you're obviously not, or they may already know that you're not Bucket at all. Either way, it could get a little dangerous. Okay, thanks for the heads up. Maybe that's a good thing. Alright. Okay, so, we'll see each other soon. Yes, really Please. soon. You call me Larson, right? Yeah. Larson, take me to your mother. That's director to you, Bucket. See you in an hour, Bucket. Yes, of course. 
an hour. Come on, Marcus. Okay. All right, let's go. Come on. It's going to be some family reunion. Bucket, you know where to go, obviously. You guys, come with me. I'll get you through. Cool. A lot of people here. All the dead, stuff like that. People freaking out. We've had to evacuate a lot of people from Kolok, all the crazy stuff that's happened. Was that your friend? That, uh... Well... Yeah, you were supposed to bring her back here, and... Never showed up. Mom was pretty mad about that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know I was doing her job for her. That's how you think this is? What do you mean? They that it. you're doing our job? Well, there's a whole bunch of people out there with powers you all knew about, mm-hmm. and now you just had a broadcast where you've told everyone their actual names and that the government is getting involved to bring us all in? We didn't do that. Who did that then? Your mommy and daddy's employer. Yeah, well, that makes everyone connected then. We're, we we had get... nothing to do with that, and we did everything in our power to stop it. But do you not understand what kind of chaos this could bring? Oh, we're aware. And you can trust that us just having you here is a risk that goes against the actions and wants of our own government. So you can assume... Marcus, we're putting our neck out there for you. A lot. Well, maybe if a lot of this stuff didn't happen, you wouldn't have a neck to put out in the first place. You're right. You're right. We should have just stopped all this from happening. How did it happen in the first place? You seem to have all the answers. I'm only giving what's in front of me, man. No, I'm very serious. Like, how did it happen? We would have loved to have stopped it if it had happened. I mean, that'd be great. You talking about Ed Secreti? All of it. You. Me. My mother. This town. Fuck this town. It sucks. Yeah. This kid is a genius. I don't know, man. I'm learning all this stuff every single day and it seems like every moment I know and understand everything and learn everything there's something new out there hey. this has been going on for generations it sounds and like and you've been rolling with it as it came right just just trying to figure it out as it happened I was just trying to make things normal again us too we've spent our lives trying to fix this it's not easy we don't know what the hell's going on none of this makes sense I'm not aging I'm going to have a little dick forever. Do you know what that's like? No, I honestly don't. Well, good for you. I didn't ask for this. You didn't ask for this. But we're trying to stop it. We should go faster. I'm not actually 12. You don't have to be weirded out thinking about my wiener. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks. I'm also not. I'm like 25. So, Yeah. I feel you. I just think in general, I don't want to talk about your wiener. It doesn't matter what age you are. It's not a usual general wiener discussionist. I honestly assumed that all dudes talked about their wieners all day long. Not so. really. No. Yeah. I mean, some I th- people I, I thought know they just do. didn't because I wasn't old enough. You really don't? Like, I thought because I look like this that they just stopped talking about it when I was around. Oh. It's just I don't know you that much to be like, let's have wiener talk. That's just not <laughs> a thing I think to do. 
Like, well, would you imagine? Could you imagine that some other group of people just around the town just talked about like their boners in front of people? Like, that would be a really dumb conversation to have. I dream one day that people would be comfortable enough around me that we could have that talk. Well, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I miss myself so much. Sorry. Please, let's go. Okay, well, your mom and dad are right through here. Thanks. I'll go check in with the boss lady and uh, get back to you shortly. <laughs> I didn't... I, I, I just... I think this message is walk on. I didn't just, mean to do that to myself. Yeah. Let's pretend the conversation didn't happen. Let's do that. What's your deal in all this, by the way? Are you, like, do you work with your mom? Are you in high school? Just like a, like a little narc he, Oh, he's at a, the school? He, he's like a high-ranking official around here. Been around for a while. My mom even longer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. I guess I'm just rolling with it. Cool, cool. I'm gonna go talk to Leela. Yeah, you all have a lot to talk about. Yeah, obviously. It's amazing how different the two of you are, considering the circumstances. Nice. If you looked like you had hit puberty, we could have this conversation, but we can't right now. Please go. And now you know how it feels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As Larson walks away, you see through the plastic where they've kind of made in this open gymnasium. This was an old abandoned high school. You see through the plastic sheeting, your mother and father sitting, talking. Now, your father, but a distant memory. You've never actually seen him in this world. You've been told of him. For a while, you were lied to and told that that day would come, but it never did. Your dreams filled with the memories of the father you once had and the life you once lived. But there he sits now. Daddy. He can hear your voice through the plastic. He looks up. Upon doing so, he looks back down at Leela. What? Are you... He sees you, Marcus, standing next to her. Marcus? Get get in here! We run in. We walk in. Your father grabs you and embraces you strongly. You can hear him weeping on your shoulder. He pulls your face away from his. I'm fine, Dad. I'm fine. I'm fine. Your mother said she saw you and you... Why didn't you come back with her? There's a lot going on, Leela Dad. pulls on your father, Sam's jacket. Sam, that's... Your daughter. What? what? No. Uh... It's me, Laura. What is this, Marcus? Dad, you know what Synchronity does around here. No, I, uh... Damn it, Leela, what is this? What, what did you do? What did she do, Marcus? I think you know, Dad. 
Leela begins to weep, her head in her hands. I'm sorry. That's why we're here, Dad. I'm sorry. That's why we're here. She's just like all the others. Other what? Like Rachel. Like everyone. Just... Rachel what? I need answers. You don't know? Mommy doesn't know? This is your father speaking. Yeah. I'm asking my mom. I... No, Marcus. He... He was never cleared for that. Leila, what the fuck? I, I Laura, know. I, you. I know. What is this? What, what, what? Dad, there's obviously a lot that you need to know about what Synchronity has been doing, but the only thing that matters right now is that this is in this reality. I made her. Sam, I... I made her because... I killed her. She didn't run away. Laura didn't... She didn't run away. She... She died and it was my fault. Leela, you didn't make me... You stole me from my life and trapped me in a ten-year-old and locked me away for eight years, promising I was going to get to see Marcus and Dad again. And I didn't get to... You did this. All of it. Sam's back is against the group. He's pacing. I I don't understand... I need I need to make sense of this. I don't understand. We're- this is what synchronicity does, Dad. When someone's gone, they they take another person, they take another life, and they put they put the people we lost in them. That doesn't make sense. I know, but it's what happens here. That's why we were here in the first place. After Laura was gone. Mom said that she was kidnapped and that we needed to be someplace safe, something smaller town, and that's why we ended up in Kolok. But Kolok has had this company here doing this, and Mom knew. We looked for you for a year. She was gone, Dad. I wrapped that car around a pole and died. The car? Yeah. The. Leela, you... I'm, I'm sorry. I... We, we got in a fight, and... She thought she could drive. She always... So brave. She just... Took off. I couldn't... Tell either of you, and... I knew I could bring her back, though. I knew I could bring her back. I knew I could. And then... 
she came to me. A woman. She said she could help. All we had to do was help her. Sam, that's all we had to do was come to come to Washington and help her and she would help us bring our baby back. That, that, that's, that's, that's it. And wasn't enough of her body left so I had to make her from you <laughs> that's why I look like this but, but it's not you it's well it wasn't at first uh Spit it out, Leela. We, we, we made another you, Marcus. Not we, not your father. He didn't know. My team. We made another you. And when you were strong enough... similar enough we made a deal a contract I was trying to save you yesterday I you weren't supposed to remember they said that we could build your life the same as it was. And I, I thought it would work, but then the, the age difference and... She looked too much like you. And I guess you weren't similar enough. There was a bleed. You started having memories. It wouldn't fully take. You are my daughter, though. Just from another life. But you're still my daughter. This isn't my body, and this isn't my life, and you should have just let me go. But we. Created Mar another me? Marcus, I just wanted to bring her back. I wanted you to have a sister again. Someone to help you when we weren't around anymore. A family. But everything comes at a cost, Mom. This other me, I'm supposing you killed him to make Laura? No. The other you is Laura. We just put... Her ego inside your body. 
What's the debt? It's almost paid. Almost? What, I, what the fuck is going on? I don't understand any of this. This is, this is not... Uh, we, we, we do... We make crops. We genetically enhance crops. What, what is this? All of front, Dad. The crops you're seeing are people. Well, what debt? What did you sign us up for, Leela? What, what? What are we paying? Dad, taking other bodies, other lives—it's like a loan. You got to pay it off, and if you don't, more of it has to come from somewhere. I know this because this happened to someone I knew. This almost happened to a friend of mine, where the debt has to be paid. Flesh for flesh. Yeah, he's he's right. I believe it's, 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 same. It was almost paid. It was almost done. As long as I worked for Synchronity, there was a deal, an exchange. I continue moving the research forward. They continue being able to study Leela, and they would pay the debt. They would pay it, but when they when they let us go Monday, because of. What happened? I took her. I took her. And I was we were I was gonna get you help. We were gonna get you to safety. I was gonna figure it out. I was gonna figure out how we how we repaid what's left. Because I can't have them take my daughter again. I, I can't I can't they can't take my daughter again. Well, there's another problem. Mom and Dad. There's a news story. They know about us. All of us with abilities. They named us by name. So they're trying to collect all of us with the government's help. Apparently this is the only safe spot that we have. Everyone else is looking for us. All my friends all people from a school, all people that you know, they're all in danger. Marcus, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know about any of this. I don't, I don't even know who you are anymore, Leela. This is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. No, Leela, you're my wife. You. You don't deserve this. Whatever life you lived before, she didn't have a right to take it from you. No matter what guilt she felt, she did not have the right to do that. Whatever this is, I'm I'm trying to understand it. My daughter died. And I mourned her. But I was never allowed to fully mourn because I thought she was just lost, taken. I was told, Leah, that I, was, I had to move on for our life to move on. So we came here. But it was just a front? It was all just a fucking front? So you could clone our son in a lab? 
and then take that body and put someone else's mind into it without their will or knowledge? This is against every scientific ethic code that we swore to uphold. I want to reach out and try to grab Sam's hand. He grabs it back. I want to reach out to Leela's hand. Okay. Roll 2d4. Okay. Oh, exploded. Yeah. Eight. Marcus Bennett reaches out and touches his mother's hand. Marcus, what are you looking for? What memory would you like to see? Um, I would like to see the the um, the the I guess we call it the uh, decision, the final the final decision of my mom and whoever she talked to to begin this process. You see the face of an older woman. A face that resembles that of the drawing Rachel drew. The Gorgon. You see this woman make a proposal to your mother that she can have the life she lost. That there's no need to grieve that her daughter could be brought back to her. You see this woman sitting, her hand stretched out. Let's bring your daughter back and let's change the world together. Your mother agrees. You see her convincing your father that it was time to move on and her talking to you five-year-old Marcus about having to move from Los Angeles up to a place called Colock, Washington and strange you couldn't remember this but with her hands on your face she says don't worry You'll see your sister again soon. Is there anything else you would like to know or see, Marcus Bennett? Um. Anything you would like to change? Ooh. Given that you have the power to do so. Marcus, you currently have six tokens available. What else would you like to see? Can I grab my dad's head as well in this process? I will make it take three tokens, Marcus Bennett. How many tokens do I have? Six. I will use three of those tokens. As your hand stays connected to your mother... You reach across and put your hand on Sam's shoulder. The two memories are now joined within your mind. 
You can move between them freely. What would you like to do? I would like to alter the memory of my parents so that they see Laura as their daughter unaware of the other of what led to it. Marcus, this will require three tokens for you to alter this very traumatic memory. I'll do it. Marcus Bennett reaches out to the nexus point, the beginning of all this. He sees the fight between his mother and his sister over something stupid, something minuscule. All that anger in your sister as she storms out the door and hops into the car. But instead of your mother running after her, we begin anew. As your sister walks back in, and you take all those memories that you saw from the mind of your sister, the life that she led in another world, and you slide them in. An entire life lived out through the mind of your sister, reflected back into the mind of your mother and father. The deed is done, Marcus. They no longer know how your sister was made, that she is in fact a clone of you. They they believe her to be a 25-year-old woman. They're a little fuzzy on the last eight years, though. Her life only led up to 17. This is for the best, Laura. What, what, what did you do? What did you do? Marcus, what the fuck did you just do? They don't know anymore. They may not know anymore. But Marcus now lives within his mind the memory of every bad thing his mother has done. The pain and guilt that she felt the pain that your father felt and the pain your sister felt being ripped from one reality to another and now it now all exists within you Marcus Bennett do I still remember you remember everything yeah explain to me right now what the fuck you just did my mom reacted from a mistake my dad had no part in this I feel like the less that they know the better they're already out of synchronicity I may have to go the least I can give them now is you all I ask is that you just let them have this normal part of a life 
You want me to pretend that the last eight years didn't happen to me? That I wasn't ripped from my life? From everything I knew? I'm just supposed to do that? But you're here now. I know, I know, everything about it is effed up. It's, 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 it's really messed up. But you're here now. And if it's that little bit that I can give them in this chaos, that's, that's something I want to give, please. How could you? I just want things to get back to normal. This was the way to start. I'm going to do whatever it takes. But I can't live in a world like this. You have to understand. They're going to see you as their daughter that never left. Hey, um, please. Why are you crying? Leela asks. She looks concerned. Oh, everything's going to be okay. What's wrong? Marcus. Marcus, where, uh... Oh, yeah, there was an accident. But we're okay. We're okay, right? Yes. Yeah. You're fine. Weirdest headache. No. You know what? No. You don't get to choose this for me. I'm not going to be trapped with them. I know what you did, even if you don't remember. What what are you talking about? No. I'm out of here. I want to choose my own life from now on. Daddy, I'm sorry. What's going on here? Uh, Are you okay? And she pulls away from them and just turns and walks out the door. Um, Both. She begins to walk, leaving the room. going on Marcus it's everything's fine just just get home stay safe we're not going home honey if you're here we're here that's it's probably not safe it's for the best just we need to work some stuff out Laura and I just it's best if you stay home and safe and then I want to um where's a where's shorty he left. He didn't stand there listening to your conversation. Okay, is Would there you anyone, like to look for him? Is there anyone nearby that I can ask to to escort them home? Of course. There's a couple individuals, FBI agents all over the place. Okay, so I'm going to talk to them like, "Can you can you get them back home, please?" Okay. Yeah, that's that's fine. Bennett, right? Yes. Great. Okay. Yes. And then I'm going to run after to Laura. Roll your grit. Difficulty of 12. Okay. That is an 8. Marcus, you have zero tokens available. Then. As you begin to run after her. You're able to kind of see her through the crowd as she moves her way towards the front entrance of this old school. You feel a sharp pain in your head. As you fall to the ground, you feel as if a part of you, a connection to something, 
is lost. You know in that moment, Perry Bucket is dead. No. 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 Can I see... Do I have any, like, visual idea of what happened? You have none. None? Just I just know that he's dead. Okay. A feeling. It's a feeling. You feel a small hand on your shoulder. It's Larson. He's gone. Yeah. The man you brought in confinement. Mother thought you should know. What? He won't be leaving. She knows? She knew. Of course she did. We've been looking for him. (sighs) Who is he? Well, the daughter, or son, creature, thing... (sighs) Well, it's not really human. I figured that from the way it turned into goo and changed into another person. But why why was it tracking me? I think it likes you. All you really need to know is it's the creation of the Gorgon. The Gorgon. And we don't trust it. I think that's pretty fair. Apparently, the Gorgon had a direct conversation with my mom. We know. Well, how do I find this Gorgon? You tell us. You don't know either? We'd love to know. Hard to get to her, though. Every time we try, she moves somewhere else. Do you have any idea of what her motive is? She mentioned something to my mom about changing the world together. I think they've done a good job of that. So you think she wants all of this chaos? No. No, I don't. Do you think this chaos will at least bring her out? Gain her interest? That I definitely do. Well, as crazy as this to say, we may have to get in the middle of this chaos to maybe find her. Because it seems like wherever this madness is, she might not be that far away from it. Then I think we know what to do after that. Yeah, probably. You should probably let the professionals handle it. Us, not you. You're a child. <laughs> child. After all I've been through. I mean, you have you a good point. Me. Look, you have a good point, but you have like no official training. You keep doing the wrong thing, man. I'm just trying to make things right. I know. But maybe we could help. How so? Make it to where you don't make the wrong choice so much. Make the right choice instead. And what is the right choice? You only know until you have all the variables present in front of you. What we get taught is to look for as many of the variables as possible. And then you can make a more informed decision. It's just training. 
You're a smart kid. With the right training, you'll figure it out. I just want all this to stop. We got a plan for that, too. Mother would like to speak to you. I would like to speak with her. And that is where we will end tonight's episode of Kolok 1991. Thank you for listening to Kolok 1991. I cannot thank you enough for choosing to spend your valuable time in this chop shop Pontiac Trans Am limousine with us. Let us know you enjoy the show on social media with hashtag Kolok1991. That's K-O-L-L-O-K 1991. Until next time, passengers.